And how's it going, everybody? And welcome to Inside the Dome, Big 12 edition. I am Hank Bollinger. Alongside me, my good friends, Logan Scott, Cade Livey, and Garrett Cannon. And guys, the Big 10 just announced that they are not playing football this year, as long as, as well as the Pac-12. The Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC are right now planning to move the season forward. So, it's a great for us because right as of right now, the Big 12 is playing football. So we are pumped. We are super excited. The schedule just got released. Uh, we I still have today. a podcast, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we still, we're still in business. Uh, looks like the Big 12, it was a today when the schedule was actually released. I think it was today. Or it might have been yesterday. I think so. Um, officially, it was today, I think. But, guys, it is uh, really interesting. There's some teams that at first you probably in a normal schedule would do a lot better. Um, but now it, it seems like some teams maybe got the bad end of it or vice versa. So I'm super excited. I'm pumped. Uh, I cannot wait for the season to start. I think September 26th. It is. Yeah. September 26th, the first week that college football would be played in the big 12. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great. Great things going on guys. How you doing? And are you guys excited for the schedule? And when you looked at the schedule, would you think it was, uh, you think it's going to work out? Yeah, I'm I'm doing good, Hank. Um, I think the I think the Big Twelve is going it's going to be interesting. Um, I think they're still planning on playing a non-conference game before September 26th. I'm not sure on the date, and I don't think each, every team's decided exactly who that non-conference school is going to be. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's some teams that are going to benefit more from the adjusted schedule. And I think there's definitely some teams that kind of got thrown in a gauntlet a couple gauntlet stretches that are just brutal, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited that we got some college football um, for the foreseeable future. You know, if things come up, you never know. Um, but I'm excited about it. Like Logan said, there's going to be some, some teams are going to benefit from the schedule being how it is. And some teams are going to be, instead of getting a couple like warm up games and non-conference are going to get one. And who knows who that non-conference team is going to be. And then they go straight into the big 12s, which is a grueling season, no matter what year it is or what's going on. Uh, whoever you play in the big 12 is always going to fight to win. So you never know how the games are going to turn out, but I'm excited for the, for the schedule coming out in big 12, SEC, all ACC. Like we get at least half the college football season, but I'm excited to see how it all turns out. Yeah, Gary, I'm right there with you. Um, Cade, what, uh, what do you think, man? Yeah, I thought it was intriguing, the new schedule that came out. Uh, as Logan had said, there's some gauntlets for some teams in there in the Big 12 that I think was a little unfortunate for those teams with this new scheduling. Uh, I think I like it a lot more. It, it's a, it sucks that it's starting a little later in the fall, but – I love that we just get football just back to back to back to back to back. And I, I'm really, I'm really excited about the big 12 season. I think there is, there are some sleepers in there that could have a go at it this year. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for the big 12 season this year. Yeah. It's already uh man. I'm just looking at the schedule. It, it's really tough guys. I mean, I had, a, we were filling this out today. It took me a while because there were some games where I was, really struggling with, and I'll tell you a couple of them whenever we get going, but um, did you guys, you know, right now, as of right now, we don't really know about the fans and stands situation. You know, I'm going to assume early on in the year that teams will not have fans for sure, but um, maybe later in the year, uh, more towards uh, when November gets closer to, and maybe when November, maybe there's a chance that there might be some fans in the stands. Uh, when you guys were filling out 
your projected records, which we will give you guys here in a second. Uh, were you guys kind of keeping that in mind or how much does that change for you guys, uh, whether or not there'd be fans in the stands uh, or not? Um, I, when I was going through it, I didn't really take that into much consideration. Uh, there's definitely some games that will be affected by it, but we've never seen anything like this. So it's hard to really assess how much of an impact it's going to have. I assume it'll have a pretty big impact, especially playing at a place like Oklahoma or Texas where the fans are just unruly and they're, they're right on top of you and they're not going to have that this year. But like I said, we, we've never seen this before, so it, you can't really tell exactly how much is actually going to play into it. So I, I didn't take a whole lot of consideration into it, but it definitely could make a big difference. Yeah, I'm going to get with you there, Logan. I mean, like you said, I mean, most teams, I mean, you get on a run and there's going to be, yeah, unruly fans. But like, like you said, Oklahoma, Texas, even K-State, Iowa State, uh, they get some pretty unruly fans, like no matter the game, no matter what the score is. So it could definitely play a difference. But, yeah, this year's just weird. I mean, I think it's going to be very weird just to see how teams react to playing empty stands or half empty stands, et cetera. So I didn't take it too much into consideration. Some of the games maybe – but overall, I think it's just going to be a normal season as far as that. Like, they'll be pretty evenly matched up. I think whoever is more talented is going to come out on top. But you never know. I mean, some people might – some teams do definitely feed off energy of fans and the stadium and everything more than others. So, it'll be interesting to find out how it all plays out. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Garrett there. And I think one thing the Big, the Big 12 should do is they really need to start fighting to get fans in the stands this year. I, I, I think we're at a point now – where we're starting to learn more about the coronavirus, even though there's still a lot that's unknown, but we're still a month and a half away from kickoff. And I think the more we can push for fans in the stadiums, I think the better off um, the play is going to be this year. There's just going to be more excitement around football as well. I know I'm a little down on it personally, especially if there are no fans, but there's just something about that game day atmosphere, that game day experience. And I think that would be huge to be able to get fans this year. It's looking like it's not going to happen, but I really hope the Big 12 makes it push for it. I think it's really interesting, like what Cade was talking about. There's some rumors that, that there's still Big 12 teams that are expecting to have fans in some capacity at the games, which mm -hmm. I personally don't think is going to happen. But I just think it's interesting that the Big 10 is canceling right now and the Big 12 still thinks there's a chance to have some fans in the stands. Yeah, you know, I honestly think there's a way that you can do it safely. I mean, there really is. I mean, if I mean, I know this isn't Big 12 related, but the Cincinnati Reds already got approved to have fans in the stands. It's just a matter of when. Uh, so, I mean, there's definitely steps that you can take, and I think teams are going to do that differently. But I mean, just for just for everyone's sake, I mean, not really for a sports sake or for a team's sake. I just hope, just human sake, that hopefully fans can maybe get in the stands around November. Um, I think that'd just be just good for everybody. Um, I, think, so guys, I think it'd be really cool if if they could get fans in there at the start, honestly. I mean, it would definitely benefit benefit my Jayhawks. They're used to playing in minimum capacity fans. <laughs> but uh, I think that definitely could be a boost for them. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, some teams definitely feed more off, like, energy from fans. You know, like, the whole pregame, the tailgates. I miss tailgates so much. But, like – I don't know. I just I can I can see it maybe happening after half the season, half the conference games. You know, I mean, I don't think they're gonna jump into that before the season by any means. If they just allow football, but I, it is kind of interesting to see like Hangman Chapel, like they're in the talks. Or Logan, I think it was. 
that they're in the talks of yeah, in having fans, not even having a game, like having a season, but having fans there as well. While uh, like Pac-12, Big Ten's already like, no, we're not doing season at all. That's what he pissed me off about it too. Is like instead of conferences like laying out a game plan of how to be healthy. I mean, yeah, get everything going, make sure the players are taken care of, like some kind of performance, like how to take care of them and get everything under control. They jump straight to, oh no, we're just not going to play this year. Like they didn't I feel like they didn't even like, give it a chance to get a seat well, or try it out. Can you imagine how mad the fans of the Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to be if there's other conferences that are not only playing football but have fans in the stands and their conference is like, no, we're not even going to play. Yeah. Like, if that was me and I was a fan of, like, let's say Michigan or something, I would be livid if that was the case. You're telling me that it's safe for those other schools to play with fans in the stands but we can't even play football? Uh, I can't even imagine Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to be in some some serious trouble if if they can find a way to get fans in the stands. Yeah, if you know, if that if that happens, you know, fans do get in the stands uh, for the Big Twelve. Man, the Big Ten's going to look so stupid. I mean, the Big Ten is going to look like we're so same with the Pac-12. Those those, those conferences are going to look so dumb if the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 all find a way to get fans in the stands at some point and everything works out, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, that's, that's the the big, the big, yeah, the big question, though, is, yeah, if it actually ends up like – if they, there's, like, no crazy, like, hot spots mm-hmm. of their own after a game or something yeah, like if, that. Yeah, if, if it all works out. Way, yeah, if they can make it work out and have, like, you know, social distance, you have so many people in your party come to the game, you buy a certain section of, like, the stands, and they make it work out, yeah, there's going to be – going from absolutely no football at all to, like, wow, we got fans and the season. Like, damn. <laughs> all right, well, are you guys uh, ready to get into this? Because I, I, I can guarantee you guys right now we're going to get in some arguments over the uh, projected records for each Big 12 team. We have a list um, of each team, their schedule, and their record. So we have it all right in front of us of every game in the Big 12 this year, who's going to win, who's going to lose, where it's at, what date it is. Um are you guys ready? Let's do it. Born ready, brother. All right. Well, we'll start from alphabetical order, and uh, we'll just go from there. So, Baylor, obviously, is the first team we're going to talk about. Baylor coming off a very good season. Uh, they lost in the Big 12 championship. It was a pretty good game. Um, in their bowl game, weren't they, they had the lead, and then they blew it, right? Is that if I remember right? Basically every Big Twelve team, but yeah, they did. <laughs> Big Twelve um, was so bad in bowl bowl games. God, it, was, it, was, it was not a good it was, year. It was embarrassing. But um, so yeah, Baylor new head coach, so new system and everything going on right now in, in uh, Waco. So it, Baylor was a weird one for me because they have a lot of experience. They have a lot of upperclassmen. Now some of those upperclassmen are new starters this year. I mean, Baylor Baylor starters is only returning. Uh, I believe it was 11 out of 22. So half their team, they're, you know, finding new spots for. That's uh, sixth in the Big 12. So, or seventh, excuse me, seventh in the Big 12. So, Baylor, I'll go ahead and tell you guys my projected projected record record, Sorry for the Bears. I have them at seven and two. Um, You guys can just go ahead and tell me what you guys have in them, then we'll explain why uh, whenever we're all done. I've got a seven and two as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're good, Garrett. Yeah, I got them at a uh, six and three. Okay, Logan seven two, Garrett six and three. Cade, what do you got them at? Yeah, I got the Bears going six and three this year. Okay, Ooh, so we're I like it. <laughs> we're we're all pretty close. Me and Logan think Baylor's going to do a little bit better than Cade and Garrett. Guys, the the games I have Baylor losing, 
I have them losing at Iowa State, and I have them losing at Oklahoma in the last game of the year. Uh, Logan, what were you? Those same two are the two that I got. Gotcha. Okay, Garrett. Going, what, what, I got – yeah, I got them losing the same one, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and then the one I threw in was Oklahoma State as well. Gotcha. My, mine is the exact same as Garrett's as well. <laughs> gotcha. I, well, say, I, 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 I considered that game just because, you know, Oklahoma State's supposed to be up this year. Both of them are coming off of a bye, but going playing at Baylor was the reason I went ahead and went with Baylor. I know there could possibly not be fans in the stands, but even just that travel could could be enough. That so I just I just went with the home team. I think it'll be a good game though. Yeah, I think that was definitely a close one for me too, Logan. I was going back and forth between it, but like you said, I was kind of I've been up on on Oklahoma State this year. R.I.P. Ohio State almost said that. Then we get to play this year, but I've been up on a Oklahoma State. Um, so that's the only reason I took them. I think they're going to be a little bit more powerful. Like uh, like Hank mentioned, they got some returning players for Baylor, but um, whole new coaching staff. Uh, like you said, the returning players, they are just coming in their starting positions. They have a little bit of playing experience, but nothing like a starter. So I think Oklahoma State will get them. It'll be very close game. I think it'll be really high scoring, uh, 20, upper 20s, 30s, you know, maybe in 40s. So it'll be interesting. That, one, that was a tough one for me, though, to pick. Most teams uh... – some teams have a – most teams have a bye that week when Baylor and Oklahoma State play. So, that's going to be probably the game of the week. I think the other game was KU and West Virginia. So, I don't expect many people to watch that game. Oh, but, awesome game. Uh, that's the game of the week right there, Hank. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh, you know, I agree with what Garrett, Garrett was saying. I mean, Baylor I, – I picked them to win early on just mainly because uh, I think Baylor's going to start off pretty hot. You know, I, I almost actually had them beating Oklahoma the last game of the year. But – with the course of the seasons, I think Lincoln Riley's going to have his guys. Even though I don't maybe believe in Oklahoma as much as I do in pre- previous years, uh, I think they're going to have you know have their stuff figured out at the end of the year. So I picked I picked Oklahoma to beat Baylor that last uh, week on December fifth. But Baylor, I mean Charlie Brewer, I mean he's the he's going to be their quarterback again. They have a very high powering offense. It's really just the defensive backs that worry me. I don't know how good the defense is going to be. They are experienced. They are upperclassmen, but it's it's the uh, it's the safeties, cornerbacks. It's those guys for me that kind of make me question Baylor a little bit. Um, but yeah, Baylor seven two, I like that. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm right there with Garrett and Cage's argument going at six and three. Um, moving on, the controversial. <laughs> yeah, this, I guarantee you this one's gonna be a little different for all of us. We all have our different opinions on the Leave Iowa State Cyclones. <laughs> uh, um, Brock Purdy is amazing. Uh, he's coming in. He's got. A very high-powering offense, very well-coached, a good defense. I mean, all around, this is a pretty good Iowa State team. Um, that being said, fellas, I got the Cyclones at 5-4 and four this year. Um, what? I think <laughs> wow. I, I, wow. I knew once I said that you guys were going to flip, but I want to hear y'all's argument, so y'all go ahead. All right, Hold on, real, real, real quick, Hank, go ahead and tell us those four losses. Just I'm, I just blow okay, it away. Okay, yeah. Let's all get it out there, then yeah, then we'll see. Hey, we'll argue the losses. What do you got? Okay, I got Iowa State losing their second game of the year at home against Oklahoma. I think that one's okay. not too crazy. Um, their next loss coming off the bye week, I think they're going to lose at Oklahoma State, um, which I think is also an understandable one. Now the next two, I think you guys might be a little eh about. Um, I already told you guys, I think Iowa State will be Baylor, so that's that's that. K State's going to be Iowa State this year. Uh, I think baby. The Wildcats wow. do so good against Iowa State. There's they so do. many close games in Farmageddon. I don't care if Iowa State's playing in. Well, I don't. I don't care. If what, I don't care what happened if two years ago, Hank? 
What do you mean what happened two years ago? Iowa State, K-State. I can't remember. I had their own head They were up. They were up K-State a bit and kind so of K-State wins so many close it. games against Iowa State. I don't care. In my recent memory, one. I've seen K-State win more Farmageddon games than Iowa State. Yes, they brought very, Purdy, they're always I'm with, very I'm close. with Hank on this one. Okay, okay, Hank, what other games you got? <laughs> Real good. Uh, I think they're going to lose at Texas. I just threw that game in there because I don't think Iowa State – Texas got to win some games, I think, at home against Iowa State at the end of the year. Maybe with Sam Ellinger and that team getting some more experience together, I think they can win. Um, I mean, Texas is returning a lot of players, but we'll get to that later. Um, so I went ahead losing at Texas, uh, at home versus K-State, uh, at home versus Oklahoma, and at Oklahoma State. That's their four losses. It's not too bad, honestly. I, thought gonna, I mean, those are at least sort of respectable teams. I get it. Uh, mine was I got Iowa State coming in. I got them losing two games. I got them losing the OU game for sure. And then I'm with Hank on this one. Being a K State fan, you know, I got I got them. I got K State getting that upset game. I think they're going to win that game. I got them only losing two though, so I got them at seven and two. So I want to tell you guys something before Logan and K start. I was pretty close at picking upset at TCU week one. TCU winning that game. I was close at pick, but then I I thought about it for a while. I was like, you know, Hank, I'm I'm not going to uh, pick them too mad. Hank, Hank, Hank. Do uh, do your records real quick, Logan. Okay, so. <laughs> I I legitimately could see them going eight and one this year, but I put them at seven and two with losses Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I I, I would say it's my dark horse this year. I've made that known earlier in podcasts before, but I think this team is explosive. I think they have either the best or the second best quarterback in the Big Twelve this year. I think Brock Purdy is a dark horse Heisman candidate as well. Uh, but to be honest, guys, I, I don't know what's worse. Hank's Yadier Molina take earlier this year or his take that Iowa State's going to go 5-4 and four in the Big 12. I think both the states are very State. respectable. I think, I think it's – I mean, they're respectable teams. Like, you know, Texas does have to get their wins every now and then. OU's a great team, obviously. Oklahoma State, like we said, they're coming in really hot. K-State's not a bad team by any means, and they always play good against Iowa State, it feels like. They're always in at least some kind of close game. So that's like, why I yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, maybe they won't lose those games, all those games I said, but I can see Iowa State losing four games. I mean, I can, like I said, I was almost wanted to pick TCU, but Iowa State is, I think, just a little bit more overpowering. But it's, 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 in, it's in Fort Worth, so maybe TCU can do something crazy. They could lose at home versus Baylor, you know? There's some games in there that I really think is going to be questionable for the Cyclones. And this, guys, I get it. Iowa State's good. Brock Purdy's great. Uh, I mean, they got a – Reese Hall, the running back. They have a great – I mean, yep. all around they're great. Defense is good. Great coaching. When has Iowa State, guys, in our lifetime, proved to us that they can be dominant in the Big 12? They never have. There's been teams in Iowa State that people have been in love with that have been so good, and they, it never works out. To me, this year is not different. I understand the hype. I'm, I, I believe the hype in a way. You know, I can see myself being wrong. I can see this team being a two-win team. But I can also, at the same time, we lost teams. Sink, we lost seeing teams. the ships sink. You said two-win two team. Two team. team. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Two-loss team. Yeah. We got you. I'm, yeah. I'm Oklahoma. I'm, I'm, sorry. Oh, I said Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, I think, are pretty lost. I mean, we all agreed on that one. But I think that Farmageddon game with K-State, it's always a battle. I think K-State's going to continue to win that game. I think K-State uh, – it's just a great team overall. Now, Texas, I mean, as much as, as much bad as I talk about Texas every year, 
I legit think they can beat TCU this year. I, I think they're overrated, Texas is. But that game in Austin, Texas having the year to prepare and get better throughout the weeks, I think that can be a win for the Longhorns. So, yeah, that's our wow, we, did, we did pretty good on that one, honestly. Yeah, I, I, knew, uh, <laughs> I knew we'd all disagree, uh, but I totally get your guys' arguments. Um, let's Who move on next? to KU. Uh, the Jayhawks. To me, guys, this is the team and everyone in the Big 12 that got the worst out of the new schedule. Um, I mean, these guys had a great opportunity to start the year 3-0. and Now they got to start the Big 12 year at Baylor. Um, and the next game at home versus Oklahoma State. I mean, that, that's just tough. I mean, that, that's really tough for the Jayhawks. I don't know who their non-conference game is going to be this year. You guys know? Um, not uh, 100% sure. I think it'll be Southern well, Illinois, but I'm not sure. Hopefully they can win that game, uh, which I think they should if it's, you know, Southern Illinois. But it's going to be a tough road for the Jayhawks, guys, and I, I hate to say it. <laughs> I took them at 0-9. I not got winning at- a game. I got them at one and eight. I think they beat the worst team in the conference in West Virginia, but that's it. There's a name that you have to remember, and I texted it to you guys later. I texted it to you guys earlier. My dude, Miles Kendrick, is taking us to the promised land of three wins. First time I heard this man's name. Hey, I texted to you earlier. You should read your text. Where did this guy even go to high school? I don't know. He's from Cali. But he – I, I think Miles Kendrick is going to bring a new dynamic to the Big 12 that the Big 12 hasn't seen since maybe Jalen Hurts. I was going to say Kyler Murray. <laughs> he's not he's not at the level of Kyler Murray by any means. Don't get me wrong, but his running ability is so impressive that it's almost like having another running back back there that can also throw the ball. Um, I'm not sure exactly how they'll use him. I'm really intrigued to see that. But like I said, three and six, I think they beat. Damn. I think they beat West Virginia. I think they beat Texas Tech, and I think they they beat Texas and remind them who their daddy is in Lawrence, Kansas. We're running it back. Oh my goodness, oh, Logan! <laughs> Logan, unfortunately, in the Big Twelve, you need a gunslinger at quarterback. You don't need someone who can run the option. You need a Kate. gunslinger. Kate. Points are going to be put up in this conference. You need someone who can drive the football down the field. This, this KU team, they just, they just haven't been able to do that. Hey, hey, let me tell you this. KU has arguably best running back, probably top two running back in the Big 12. Kansas has arguably the top two receiving core in the Big 12. If you got a quarterback that can throw it up there and at least get it to them, they'll go, they'll go put some work in. I'm telling you. I They're winning he, I, one game, Sharpie, West Virginia. I'm telling you, bro, Kansas is going is going to take a small step forward this year. It won't be much, but Kansas will take a small step forward this year. I, I yeah, hope they do. Sorry, Cade, but you go ahead. But I, I hope Cade, I hope Cade does. I mean, after watching Miles ago, I kind of, in a way, like I, I wish I wish good for Les Miles, but this year I don't know if it's it. Yeah, it's a big year for Les Miles, but. I, I, I agree. I think KU does take a big step or small step, but that small step is two and seven, unfortunately. I think they're going to stay complacent. I think they're going to stay the same without that out of conference, you know, or the non-conference. I think they could have picked up some steam. They could have, you know, got something put together. But with that out of the way, like Hank mentioned, just getting that schneid of a freaking schedule to start off. 
I think it's going to just kind of demoralize them a little bit. And then I think they're going to get a win against West Virginia. I think West Virginia is the worst team in the conference by far. But I think they're only going to get that win. I think they could be Texas Tech. And like Logan said, I think they could get an upset every like, one place. But lot, my logic part of my brain saying that one game is West Virginia. Hey, Garrett, let me just tell you that your Wildcats are lucky it's in Manhattan this year. Because if it was oh in my God. we move on. This is, this is, yeah. I need to get your uh, mental health checked out, my guy. One, one thing about KU, guys. <laughs> and I, one thing that KU that I – when I was originally doing this, I, at first I did not have them uh, – I had them winning like two games. Then I, after doing some more research, KU is eighth in the Big 12 and returning starters. They're going to have a lot of new guys this year um, starting. So it's kind of like another rebuilding year within the rebuild. So Hank, let me, that's, let that's me, why I put them at Where 09. did you find that statistic? I'm just curious because Kansas I did the math. Green, Okay. Well, Kansas is bringing back, like, all but two offensive players. And, I mean, they're losing, like, six guys on defense. But, uh, I mean, when I did – mainly their secondary. I, right, right now, I had – it was KU is so, – yeah, 11 of the 22 uh, players were coming back. It was half their team um, is what I did I, – because I did some different articles that I saw, and I noticed that it was – they were all different. So, then I kind of just did the math myself. Um but yeah, KU about half their team's gonna be gone. That's pretty low in the Big Twelve. So that, that was worrying me with worrying me, and especially a team with not not great skill. But let's move on to me and Garrett's team, Kansas State Wildcats. Um, honestly, I like their schedule. I like that game against Oklahoma Week One because there probably won't be fans in the stands, and it's with a young Spencer Rattler that K State has a chance to beat maybe. Now. I'll tell you guys, I got K-State at 6-3 and three, um, this year, which I know so you guys might be a little bit of a stretch. But I think they're definitely a three-loss team without a doubt. I had them losing at Oklahoma that week one, even though I think K-State can win it. I think they have a better chance to win it this year than they did last year when they beat Oklahoma. Um, have them losing at Oklahoma. I have them losing at home against Oklahoma State. I have them losing at Baylor. Hank, I'm with you there. Like you said, I can see them, you know, maybe pulling off some K-State magic. They did it last year. And I think, honestly, like you said, I mean, who knows if Spencer Rattler's going to be like – they'd be, I feel like, a more talented OU team last year. Um, so, I mean, they could happen. You never know. But I still have a 6-3 and three with the same exact losses with OU, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. Yeah, I, I think – I'm, I'm sitting with, with them at 5-4. and four. I think they lose those same three games and then at Iowa State. Uh, I think – I think Oklahoma – sorry, Hank. Oklahoma's going to come out pissed. They're going to come out hungry from last season. And I honestly think they roll K-State by three scores. But with that being well, said – Well, I think they roll KU by four. Probably not, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> uh, and then I, I'm losing at home against Oklahoma State. I think that will be a really good game. It seems like Oklahoma State, K-State's always a really good game. Um, and then at Iowa State and at Baylor are my four losses for him. Yeah, I, th- I think this schedule hurt K-State a lot, shrinking it down. I have K-State going six and three this year. Uh, I, I just don't think they're going to stand a chance against OU this year in that matchup. I think it's unfortunate they get that game in OU this year. But, um, yeah, Chris Kleiman, one of my favorite coaches in the country, country actually, I am – really high on what he is doing for that K-State football program. And I, I expect this team to be contending for Big 12 championships uh, as long as he is there. Uh, I don't yeah, know if that's like, going. 
I, it may not start this year, but in the years to come, K-State, I think, is going to be a force in this conference. I agree, Kate. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, I, think, I think it'll be – there's still a year or two away in my mind, but I, I think that in the next year or two, maybe three, they, they, they'll definitely be a year-in and year-out contender in the Big 12. Yeah, I think they're, they're – just like in one year with him being there, a year and a half technically now, their recruiting has been – crazy like since he came like not all respect to bill snyder he's a great one of the legends ever coach but <laughs> he just, i mean honestly like, he just didn't like he liked his home like the like, kansas kids oklahoma he did great things with them like it's good it's good like, to get those guys you, you know you don't want to lose those in-state guys but you you can't just rely solely on kansas and like the midwest guys you've got to go get some of those skill players from texas florida california like, and that's one thing that it seems like Chris Kleiman's doing a really good job of is going out and not just staying inside, inside of Kansas. Yeah, they were. I think was my knock on Bill Snyder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can never not Bill Snyder. He's done some amazing things in his career. Like, he's one yeah. of the goats of coaching. But yeah, like recruiting's already been picking up. Um, everyone loves the culture he's building there. They were honestly like a few plays. I think only one, maybe two games. They got their butts whipped. Like, they just deserved to lose a game. But they could have been a honestly a two loss team last year if they yeah, finished I mean, out some games and like they, they shouldn't have lost right to West Virginia. They no, shouldn't have lost to West Virginia. Bad. We got our um, asses spanked by someone. Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. Yeah, that was honestly the only game I was like we had no chance to win. Every other game yeah. we could have crossed. We could have been like a one loss team, maybe a two loss team. Yeah, they and, definitely should have. And they should have. Texas beat them in the last second field goal. Uh, yeah. There was a few games where K State really just kind of just didn't. I mean, unfortunate stuff happened and they ended up losing. But K State should have been. Uh, third place team last year, maybe second. Oh yeah, they, I like and like we have all mentioned. I think maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but definitely in the next year, three, one to three years, they're going to be the top three Big Twelve teams every single year. I'll try. I won't talk about K State much. I mean, they're my favorite team. But one thing about I was adding on what you guys said. I've never been big on. I don't care how many stars you got. I don't care where you come from. I mean, players play, but at the same time, K State needed to expand their recruiting a little bit. I'm all for. You know, guys working hard, walk-ons going crazy. But one thing, Bill Snyder, one thing that Bill Snyder lacked on was getting these really good recruits from around the country, you know. And with adding Chris Kleiman to it, he's, he's doing a really good job at getting a mix of, you know, five-star recruits, and, but at the same time getting really good three-stars that work really hard. I mean, it's, it's all around just great. And it's one thing with Bill Snyder that we didn't really get to experience. Um, like I said, I, I don't care how many stars you got. You know, the best players play. I think stars are stupid, honestly. But at the same time, he's getting more attention and more people looking at K-State, which I think is really important. Yeah, you made um, a good point, Hank. Like, the, getting, like, the equal amount of, like, three, four, five stars, but also getting those one stars. Like you said, stars, are, stars don't really matter. It's been, that's proven itself time and time again. But obviously, there's some freak athletes. There's good stars out there yeah. and some really good people. But having that good mix of people that are going to push you and, like, bust their ass for you and try to get that starting spot over some three, four, five star – and having those athletes, though, too, I mean, that's a great mix for any kind of culture. Well, and that, well, that's the thing is with with getting those five-star guys, I, I look at stars more of as their athletic ability overall in comparison, yeah, exactly. in comparison to, like, who they – like, what they're actually going to be. Because, like, if you look at a three-star guy compared to a five-star guy, just looking at the tape, the athleticism comparison is like none other. It's so hard to com- 
10 for titles against like Oklahoma, Baylor, uh, some of those teams like that, when, when you can't get those anything higher than a three-star. That it's it's <clears throat> it's so important to get those four and five stars, even if it's just one here and there, just because that that athletic ability, natural born talent, natural born gift is just so it's you just can't coach it. Yeah, and look look at how many five stars Texas has, and look at how many five stars K State has this past decade. K State's been a better football team in the past decade. That, that's yeah. kind of my biggest argument there. Yeah. Um, but moving on, guys, Oklahoma. Uh, obviously coming back from uh, Big 12 championships. Uh, sorry, coming back from last year with the Big 12 championship. They lost the first round. That awful game against LSU that I can't believe I went to Old Chicago to watch because that was just an embarrassment <laughs> to the Big 12. <laughs> it was it was raining really hard. It, it, I just I remember the exact what I was doing because I was like, I thought Oklahoma I, could maybe have a chance. <laughs> I remember watching they that just game. Got rolled I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where I was, but I turned it on like third quarter. I was like, what just happened? What is going on <laughs> right now? Um, guys, I have uh, – th- now th- this is the year where if a team's going to beat Oklahoma – and win the Big Twelve. Win the Big Twelve. It's going to be this year. I, I think Oklahoma has a chance to not win it. That being said, I put them at eight and one, winning the Big Twelve this year. Um, now this might, this might be. You guys might disagree with this. I have them losing to tech, Texas. I have them losing the Red River rivalry at the Cotton Bowl, and I think that's their only loss this year. Um, I think you guys will disagree with that. And deep down inside, I can't believe the word just came out of my mouth that I had Texas beating Oklahoma. But uh, I'll explain it here in a second. But what do you guys have for Oklahoma? I got them at 8-1 and one as well. I don't think that's such a far of a reach. I mean, it is a rivalry game. Texas OU never know what's going to happen in those games. But I have them – their only loss coming to another rivalry school in Oklahoma State. I think – some reason, I think Oklahoma State's going to get a fast start with that high-powered offense. They're just going to get, like, a one or two touchdowns ahead and, like, get a couple stops. And I think they're going to be the ones that kind of gets them on the heels early and gets a win. So I still have an eight and one, like Hank said. This would be the year, if any year, that someone dethrones them. Um, so I'm excited about this. I mean, I think Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Baylor, they have a good chance. Maybe even like a dark horse like K State could maybe come in and dethrone them. But right now, I still have them winning it with only a loss to the high powered uh, Pokes over there at Stillwater. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to go nine and zero. I think they'll have some tough tough games down the stretch actually throughout the whole season, just kind of scattered in there. But one thing I noticed is, did you guys notice their their road games? Have you ever noticed Oklahoma's ever opposite year road games? They go on the road at Iowa State, on the road oh at God, TCU, so on the road at Texas Tech, and on the road at West Virginia. Outside of Iowa State, those are the three, arguably three of the four worst teams in the Big 12. And they get those as their away games. The Big yeah, 12 that's... has it set up for every other year for Oklahoma to just cakewalk through the yeah. Big 12. It's 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 dumb. But yeah, I think I think they'll go 9 and 0. They'll win every single road game. Iowa State I think will be a good game, but I think they win that. Um I completely disagree with them and Texas and we'll get into Texas later, but um yeah, I, I think outside of Iowa State and Maybe Oklahoma State and Baylor. I don't think – I think the rest of the games will be pretty easy for Oklahoma. Hank and Garrett, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think if there is any year the Big 12 should be scared about Oklahoma, it is this year. I know on paper 
it looks like OU has a brand new quarterback coming in. They lost some players on defense, Kenneth Murray, and uh, one of their like Gallimore was that who it was that defensive tackle. Uh, those were high round draft picks in the NFL draft. But Spencer Rattler Beast. is on a different different level. I think this that and this is going to be a little out there, but I think Spencer Rattler is going to end up a better quarterback than Kyler Murray was at Oklahoma. I think with I Lincoln Riley, the, the, the simple offense, yeah, it's so explosive. Lincoln Riley is going to do everything he can to make sure Spencer Rattler works in that system. And I believe he's the best quarterback talent to be at OU. And I think Lincoln Riley is licking his chops right now because th this is where everyone is saying, oh, if there's a year to get OU, it's this year. And I, I think Spencer Rattler is going to come out, have an incredible year. I think OU runs the table. If there's a game they're going to get got, it's against Iowa State early in the year. But I, I think OU is going to roll through the Big 12 this year. I think so, Spencer Rattler is I can, a, I can just a great guy on paper. So, like, I, I mean, I have, so I'm, I'm just going to go out real quick and say this. I think – that if I was going to give a player comparison to an NFL quarterback right now, and this is this is going to be a big stretch, and you pro you probably will disagree, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes, and hear me out. He is a very well liked guy throughout all like his everybody I've ever heard of. Spencer Rattler's a good dude. Okay, he can sling the ball, and the the dude has such good football IQ. I, th I think he is – and I think under Lincoln Riley, he's just going to develop mentally and physically. And I think, I think he is going to, once again, give Oklahoma State a number one draft pick at, at quarterback. Oklahoma. But uh, – Oklahoma. Sorry, Logan. I corrected you. Okay. Uh, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. How – I think – I agree. I think he will be – a. He'll be one of the better Oklahoma quarterbacks. I, I, I totally agree there. Especially any, any quarterback that's playing under Lincoln Riley is going to succeed. It is going to succeed. Uh, but, guys, listen. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how hyped you were as a high school athlete. I don't care. You do not know how good a player is going to be until you see them play a different team in a different jersey in their conference. I, I'm not going to buy in until I see Spencer Rattler play a K-State, play a Iowa State, play a Texas. God, that's three pretty very good Big 12 teams this year that he's going to have to face, and I can't see him winning all three of them. I can't see Oklahoma winning. I could see, see – I think Oklahoma will lose one of those three games, but they'll win out after that. So if, if, if Oklahoma were to – sorry, my dog's acting up, guys. You can hear that in the background. But um, if you can uh, hear – if you can see K-State – I mean, if, if K-State can beat Oklahoma, I think they'll win out the rest of the year. If Iowa State beats Oklahoma, I think they'll win out the rest of the, rest of the year. You know, hey, hey, I'm hey. not going to judge a quarterback until I see him play major competition. Do you remember when Baker Mayfield came to Oklahoma? Uh, I mean, kind of. When he came from Texas Tech, I think, right? Yes. He had two seasons at OU, correct, but he won the Heisman, correct? He, yes, he did. Kyler Murray played one year at OU. What did he do? Won the Heisman, correct? That is correct. And then Jalen Hurts just played last year at OU with Lincoln Riley as his head coach. Finished top five in Heisman voting, correct? Yeah, he was pretty good. All these quarterbacks were either number one picks, 
mm-hmm. or first two round picks. Mm-hmm. So, and Spencer Rattler is considered the greatest talent, the best talent that's ever been at OU at quarterback. Okay, I think Lincoln Riley's going to thrive with this kid. Yeah, but we, Kate, but we don't know. You're, we are assuming. I mean, he hasn't played. He's, he's redshirted last year. Am I correct? If I remember right, you, you redshirted last year. Yes, Did he, he ever even see a game? Did he? Was he ever in a game? Yes, he, I played, don't know. he played at Kansas. Okay. Or what? Or no. No, that wasn't him. No. Early in the year, year. He, I don't know he was blowing someone, people out. Someone look it up, someone look it up real quick. Someone look it up real quick because it, it, they'll have a stats and they'll show. But I'm saying well, while someone's looking that up, you, you can't ju- – I'm never going to judge a player until I see him play max competition. I don't know where Spencer Rattler grew up. I, I, I can't tell you who he played in high school. But I guarantee you – you, you won't be able to know how smart he is, how, how great of a quarterback he is, until he faces major competition. And we won't know that until three weeks in. You know, hey, I, hey. I, don't, I don't see this OU. I don't care Lincoln Riley. is He's one of the smartest offensive mind coaches in college football. It, maybe even all of football. I'll even say, in all of football, Lincoln Riley, one of the smartest coaches. I, I'm I've, saying I, I want to see this guy play some Big 12 talent. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say he, – he's going to be a great quarterback. I know that for a fact. But I don't know how good Oklahoma's going to be this year with a freshman quarterback. We don't, we don't know that. And I, I really think they'll lose one of those first three games. I don't know who will be. I picked Texas because of the rivalry and Sam Ellinger's experience. That's the only reason why. But that's it. He's play, he played – he threw three, three passes against LSU, went one for three for eight yards. He threw four passes against Texas Tech, went two for four – for 23 yards and against South Dakota he went four for four for 50 yards and a score so yeah, he, he played a little bit of competition he's garbage they also were down like <laughs> 30 points at that time so yeah those stats don't mean anything I, I, I look I don't want to we're beating a dead this. horse right now yeah we like. are but I, guys I he I think he'll be great he's a, he's a great year player. one we don't know so he's I a can't, great player. I can't get behind. Depend on, on like, yeah, once he's like, once he gets like at Iowa State, even just like TCU or even like a Texas Tech, once he gets some of those like full games, then we'll see his true talent. But of course, everyone's already hyped on him. He's going to be a great talent. No one's saying he's not. But yeah, I think what me and Hank are saying, like, I just want to see him play a Big Twelve game or two, and then I'll be like, okay, he's about to win. They're about to win out. All right, so let's move on to the most popular dark horse this year in the Big 12, or at least the most hyped team, Oklahoma State. Um, talked about Oklahoma a lot, but let's talk about the team about 30 minutes north of them in Stillwater. I got the Cowboys this year, guys. It, this one was tough for me because a lot of games where I was iffy about. I got them going 7-2. and two. I got them losing at Baylor, and I have them losing at Oklahoma. I think they should beat – uh, I mean, there might be some close games. I think Texas and K-State and Iowa State will all be close games, but I think they should handle most of those uh, games. I got them at 7-2. and two. I think that's pretty fair. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm 7-2 and two as well. Uh, losses to Iowa State and Texas. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've got them sitting at 5-4. and four. Um, I, I, think I, I think I could see them going – Four and five, if you want the truth, because I did give them that win against Iowa State. Um, four have, and five? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh! Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Would you just did you say four and five? I have them. I have them. The best running back. 
whatever you're smoking, my guy, pass it, pass it up to KC real quick. Okay, that's the same way that I feel about Hank's Iowa State. So, but five, five and four is what I have him at with losses at Baylor, home against Texas, at Oklahoma, and last game of the season, they're going to realize that it doesn't matter and they're going to get beat at TCU. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying there. TCU is going to steal one, last game of the year, end on a good note. And I honestly think that they, lo- they could lose at Iowa State. I gave them that one as, as their, their go-ahead to, to be above 500. Hank, I am no longer going to get on to you about your Iowa State pick or your Yadier Molina comments. I think this one takes the cake. This one takes the cake. You are 100% correct, Garrett. This OSU team is closer to 8-1 and one than they are to 5-4, and four, in my opinion. I, I have them – it was hard for me to do this because I love teams like Iowa State and Oklahoma in the conference. Oklahoma State, I think they should go seven and two. I unfortunately have them at six and three, but I I think this is going to be arguably the most explosive offense in the Big Twelve this year. Uh, I I don't really know if that defense is going to be improved much, but with Chuba Hubbard at running back and all those weapons they got at receiver. Oklahoma State is one of these scariest teams and is not a team you want to meet when they're having a good day. Okay, but look look at their look at their schedule. At Baylor, home against Iowa State, home against Texas, at K-State, at Oklahoma, all back to back with one bye week in there. Yeah, that's I mean that's tough. That's I mean they brutal. should win those that they should I mean, I have them losing at Baylor, but they should win that home game against home at Iowa State and home against Texas. I mean they should win those games. Now at K-State I love my Wildcats, but I think Oklahoma State just got a little bit much, a little bit more power this year. But you guys are forgetting, or maybe just Logan. Oklahoma State is first this year in Big Twelve with remaining players co- with uh, last year's starters coming back. Eighteen of twenty-two starters are going to be on the offensive defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. That's okay. one thing that I, so really I'm got not... me. They, and a great quarterback, the best running back in college football right now, a great wide receiver core, and a defense probably that looks the best, okay. Probably the top two, top three receivers in the nation too. So, yes. so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a point by this, but what was the record last year? Um, I mean, I couldn't tell the top of my head. It wasn't amazing. I'm, they I'm they, were, it they lost four Big Twelve. They, games. they were eight four and five because they lost the A and M in their bowl game. They lost so, four Big Twelve games because I remember they were eight. K-State they were eight and, and four in the regular K- season. Texas, K State, Oklahoma State, and I want to say Iowa State all were tied for third. I think at five and four in the Big Twelve. Okay, so they went five and four last year. And they're getting everybody back, okay? Mm-hmm. So, to say that you, they go five and four or just maybe a game or two better is not absurd. I mean – They, they not, had all that the, talent last year. All that talent, everyone's coming back. A whole year of experience. They're going to have a whole summer of training and getting better, knowing the system more. I mean, They have a whole year of sitting at home with coronavirus, just like every other team. Okay, Kate, Logan, but you got to understand – Players are watching tape. They're doing everything they can. I mean, they're pretty much forced to, I, I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But I'm just and saying, like, that, that, that five-game schedule at Baylor, that, that, if they lose that game, that's going to be a very big gut punch. Then they have to go oh, yeah, of course. Iowa State at home, who I think is the second-best team in the Big 12. Then they have Texas, and you never know what Texas team you're going to get. You could get one of the best teams in the country, or you could basically be playing Kansas. You never know what team you're going to get. 
and then K-State and Oklahoma State's always a good game, and then they're going to lose at Oklahoma. That is a brutal five-game stretch. Oklahoma That's State why I have them at five Sharpie. Yeah, Sharpie. I don't know. Mike Gundy, great coach. We all know that. I mean, we know they had a little bit of off-season trouble this year. But, man, to me, if this team doesn't go 7-2, and two, then it's a disappointing year for the Cowboys. I think – there's no excuse. I think they'll lose at Baylor. Good team. Another experienced team. They'll lose at Oklahoma. Um, maybe this year uh, they'll, they'll beat Oklahoma, but I, I think Oklahoma State will find a way to lose two games this year. I think this is a team that has a should go to the Big 12 championship. I think they should. Uh, if they don't, like I said, I think it's disappointing a year for them. Um, moving on to everyone's year, overrated team every year, Texas Longhorns. Um, this year, obviously, senior quarterback Sam Ellinger, probably, you know, one of the second best quarterback in the Big 12, in my opinion, coming back. Um, Texas Longhorns, you know, we, I never know. That was, it was so difficult for me to pick their uh, record this year because there's, I was, when I was looking at the games, it's hard to figure out which Texas team is going to show up. Um, this year, Texas is having their third in the Big 12 with returning players. That's pretty good. But at the same time, I mean, they're always overrated. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I got the Longhorns going five and four. Yep, I'm exactly with you. What, what, are, your, what are your losses there? Uh, uh, they're losing to second game of the year because they're kind of known for having a slow start. They'll beat Texas Tech first game. Uh, I think they'll lose at home against TCU. I think TCU will come out there and surprise them. I think they'll punch Texas in the mouth because Texas, like I said, gets the slow starts. I think they'll lose at home versus Baylor. They will – lose at Oklahoma State, and they will lose at K-State. Mine is uh, – I got the same record, though, five and four. Uh, I got them with their losses coming to OU, Baylor, Iowa State, and K-State. I hate Texas. I think they're honestly right next to KU. But, God, yeah, I overrated it every year. But like Logan said, some, some games, even some years, they'll have a year where they put together a pretty good year. Or you don't know what Texas team you're going to get. So, they're always a tough team to pick for. Uh, you go high on them, you think they're going to win eight or nine games, they win four or five. You go low at four or five, somehow they win eight or nine. So, I hope and I think I think coming in this year, they're going to have another overrated year. They're going to go five and four and lose those teams, I think. So, I this may be seen as a stretch, but I, I am fairly confident, I'd say 80%, that Texas doesn't break 500 this year. I'd be happy I, about that. I think I think I'd they lose. Love, I'd like to be wrong on my picks. <laughs> I think they lose to Oklahoma, Baylor. You're gonna disagree at KU, Iowa State, and K State. Okay, so hear me out. Last time, not the last, the last five times KU's played Texas, they have only lost by a touchdown or more one time. They beat Texas in Lawrence, not last time, but the time before when they played in Lawrence. And then they got blown out the year after that. They Then Texas came to Kansas. Kansas played them within, I think, five points. Then they went to Texas last year and lost on a last second, like last couple seconds, Hail Mary. I think the final score was like 54 to 49, something like that. They ended up winning just barely. I think that Kansas sticks it to them this year. And honestly, I think Texas, and I hate, I would never wish this on anybody. Texas always seems to run into injuries to me. And 
I just have a feeling this is going to be one of those years. It's Sam Ellinger's last year. He's probably he's probably going to want to have a great year, but I just I think they're going to run into a lack of depth and they're just going to struggle down the stretch, which is why I have them losing their last three. Yeah, this is a huge year for Tom Herman at Texas going into his third year with a disappointing season last year. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to get any better for him this year. I see Texas going four and five in the Big 12. I'm not very high on Sam Ellinger. I'm not very high on that defense either. They always get hyped coming into the year that, oh, this defense is better. This defense is going to be the best in the Big 12. And they just disappoint year in and year out. I I just don't know if they're going to have the weapons at receivers either as well. They lost some talent to the NFL draft there. I'm just not very big on Texas this year. And I think this year is going to place the stamp on Texas that they will be known as being the third best football program in the state of Texas behind Texas A&M and Baylor. I do not like Texas this year. So, so Cade brought, Cade brought up a good point. How many games do you think Texas has to win for Tom Herman to stay the head coach of Texas? Um, Assuming they win their, I don't, we don't, I don't know their non-conference game. Let, let, let's just that. stick to just conference. How many conference, conference. games do they have to win? Five. I think they have to win six for him for him to stay at head coach. With how it bad depends. they've been, the culture in Texas, I think they have to win six games. Probably losses. I think I think if they lose to Oklahoma, he may need seven seven to to get it done. That's what I was going to say. I think it depends if he beats Oklahoma. Maybe it's six or five, but if he loses to Oklahoma, you know, you might need to win it a little, little more. Uh, I was gonna say if he if he beats Oklahoma, it'll give him a little bit more of a cushion, mm-hmm. but I don't think they will, and so that's why I'm gonna say he has to win at least six games to to stay as the head coach. I think this, Hank, you can go ahead. Well, I was saying this year, I, I for the first time ever, I'm picking Texas to beat Oklahoma in the in the rivalry just because. Uh, I know we talked about it against with Oklahoma, but I'm picking Sam Ellinger over Spencer Rattler this first year. I think next few years I'll probably pick Oklahoma. But just for this case, I like Texas just for this year. Because um, I think Texas, they'll, they'll start out they'll start out okay. Um, and I think they can make a surprise and beat OU. But, um, kid, you go ahead. Yeah, I think Tom Herman's only saving grace this year is the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so I think Texas, that university and the AD will be a little more forgiving with him with the shortened Big 12 schedule and just the circumstances surrounding that football program. So I, I, don't, I don't think Herman will get fired this year no matter what happens. I, I think it would be the next year if they have another down year that Herman will get sacked. Good point. Definitely. Well, let's move on, fellas, to uh, our next team, uh, TCU. Now, TCU was a team for me that I was very iffy about. Uh, I think a lot of, in the preseason poll in the media, they, they're above K-State. I think they're at that sixth, I think, or maybe seventh. I don't know for sure. Uh, fifth or sixth, I don't know. But um, anyway, I don't, I'm not as big on TCU as other people are. I think they're a good team. I think it's, they're kind of unfortunate because they're in a year this year with a lot of good offenses and a lot of good quarterbacks. I have them going at three and six. I honestly can see this team winning five games, though. Um, but I thought uh, three and six was the most uh, was, is most likely their best bet um, this year. I think they'll beat. <laughs> I've been winning at Texas that surprise game. I've been winning at West Virginia and 
winning at KU. Um, I think they'll lose to Texas Tech. That was one that I was kind of iffy on. I think Texas Tech can connect, surprise them. Um, yeah, who else? Yeah, I got them at three and six as well. Uh, like you said, they, it's a rough year for these last three teams are going over at TCU, Tech, and West Virginia. Um, they're kind of on the rebuilding stage, not really have an identity. I think TCU is a, a pretty above average, if not pretty good defense for sure. But offensive struggles, not knowing identity on that side of the ball is going to be huge. Uh, you never know, though, Gary Patterson. He's a pretty good offensive guy, so he might throw something together. But I have them only beating uh, Tech, West Virginia, and KU. So I only have them beating the other three bottom feeders of the conference, honestly, this year. I think they're just going to beat those guys, call it a year, and come back for the next year. What do you think, Logan? Sorry, um, I was working on something real quick. Um, but they – I think that Texas Christian University goes three and six this year. I think they beat Texas Tech, KU, and they somehow pull off a win – against the deflated Oklahoma State team last game of the season. Now, if Oklahoma State has the season you guys think they will and doesn't struggle down the stretch, I think that they that TCU will lose that game. But I think Oklahoma State will be defeated. They'll be deflated. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's mind will be on the NFL, doesn't care about that last game hardly. And I think it's just – I don't think – I don't know. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think there'll be bowl games this year? Because I don't think there will be, outside of the playoff. No, um, no, they won't. I don't think there would be. Okay, so in that instance, I don't think that Oklahoma State cares about that game because they're not playing for much. They're not playing for a bowl game. They're not playing for anything other than just, hey, we beat TCU. And I don't think that beating TCU is a big enough honor, I guess you would call it, for, for them to win that game against TCU. Guys, I don't know. There's something about TCU and Gary Patterson that gets me a little horny. But, unfortunately, not this year. TCU is going to be 2-7. and seven. I think it's just going to be a tough stretch for them. Um, if there's a team that just gets crippled by injuries every year, I, I, I just feel like it's been TCU. Um, this is one of the best and most well-prepared teams in the conference. I love what Gary Patterson does there. But I, I just think – I just don't know if they have I, we the know you, We know year. you love how Gary Patterson does there. Damn. Yeah, dude, 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 you love TCU. Hey, big Gary Patterson fan. Oh, we know. Oh, we know. Maybe, maybe a little too big of a Gary Patterson fan. <laughs> Might be, but it's all good. Yeah, I just, I just think TCU is going to struggle. This year I have them at two and seven. Who we got next coming up here on the on the schedule? Um, we got Texas Tech up here next, guys. And um, somewhere, I think I made a mistake on my um, spreadsheet here because uh, I have Texas Tech and TCU both losing to each other. So that doesn't make sense. Uh, so uh, actually, uh, Texas Tech. Twenty twenty, you never know. I know, right? Uh, I'm gonna fix that problem somewhere. I don't know where it's at, but I will fix it. Uh, but I had Texas Tech going at two and eight uh, because I, originally I had Matt it says one and eight. It doesn't. No, two. It have to be two, two and seven. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, two and seven. I, I messed okay. up. Someone okay. else go. Yeah. Someone else go while I fix this. Fix okay. This. So, <laughs> so I've got I've got Texas Tech at one and eight. Only team I think they beat is West Virginia. Um, I don't think that they have done a whole lot this off season. I mean, I think they they brought in a couple guys, but Texas Tech just kind of struggles recruiting. I feel like in the state of Texas, when you've got Texas A and M, Baylor, like. It's it's tough to compete with getting in-state guys. So I think Texas Tech is going to have to find a new route to recruiting for them to make much to success for themselves in the Big 12, and I just don't think they've done that yet. Yeah, it's already yeah. – sorry, Kate, you got it. Yeah, if Texas Tech couldn't win with Patrick Mahomes, I, I just struggle to see how they're going to win with anyone else. They're at quarterback. I I just think they need a complete revamp of that program. But yeah, I don't see Texas Tech doing very doing very well this year. I have them going two and seven, but but they saved their season by beating KU. Look, it's it's very lonely. You got nothing to do and BFE Texas out there. And it's just gonna add to the struggles of twenty twenty. They're not gonna win more than one game. They're gonna be I got them over here at one and uh one and eight, right? One and seven. One and eight. One and eight. Yeah, I got them. I got them just getting absolutely hammered. Just nothing but sadness. And then they play KU at the end. Go out on a high note. Get that win to end the season. One and eight for Texas Tech for me. So, Kate, Kate, let me get this right. You're not horny about Texas Tech. No, definitely not. Horny it's, it's, okay, dude, okay. it's just a TCU. Dude, it is just a TCU and Gary Patterson thing for me. Okay. 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 Um, I just want to double check. <laughs> Okay, go frogs. That's go that's frogs. There, I I don't I don't cheat on anyone else. So, all right, all right. Well, sorry guys. I I fixed it. I actually figured out where my problem was. Uh, it was between a TCU and Texas, uh, TCU and West Virginia game. I had uh, West Virginia, TCU beating West Virginia, but I had also West Virginia beating TCU in my column. So I kind of screwed up there. Um, so let's get back to TCU, Texas Tech. I have them winning two games this year. I have them winning at TCU, and I have them beating uh, at home against KU. So those two teams, I think, uh, should be okay. Um, you guys ready to move on to West Virginia? Or anything else to have? With Texas yeah, Texas Tech? Tech's gonna get one or two wins. I think we all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, now, last year they had their quarterback hurt. They had wide receiver, an offensive lineman get hurt. Their starting Ooh. starting quarterback and starting offensive lineman get hurt. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to turn around drastically and win four games. Is that really good receiver still on their team? Or is he getting the dr- – um, Well, they, the they, they have a really good running back. Texas Tech's uh, running back's their best player. I know. Uh, I remember last name Paul Lanky, dude, from her receiver. I don't know if he's still there or not. I think – I don't know if he is. But he was a force to be reckoned with as well. He was going off last year. But I still think, like we've all mentioned, one or two games. For sure. So, moving on. West Virginia, last last one of the year. Um, I, you guys aren't going to agree with me here. I don't think West Virginia is the worst team in the first team in the Big Twelve. Uh, I think they are going to go three and six. I think they will beat KU. They will beat Texas Tech. And I think I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two. This is where I messed up. They're going to go two and seven. I think they'll beat Texas Tech, and I think they'll beat KU. Um, I now I might switch them and TCU. I think West Virginia has a chance to beat TCU, um, but thing about TCU, uh, West Virginia is they're having uh, – they're the second team in the Big 12 to have all their returning starters come back. So, they will be – they're getting 17 out of 22. 
uh, guys coming back. They have a pretty actually high-powering offense. They're not, they're not that bad. Uh, last year they lost a few close games. Uh, those teams, I'm trying to remember who they were. They lost uh, – t- they beat K-State. That's one. They lost to Oklahoma State by a touchdown. They lost to Baylor by a touchdown. Uh, so, I mean, those teams that West Virginia can play with a lot of good players and they're having most of their uh, starting returners coming back. So, um, that's – to me, it's a, it's a team that I'm kind of – yes, they're really bad, but I think they can go two and seven or three and six this year. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, I think my official one's going to be three and six. I think they'll beat TCU and I might move TCU to two and seven maybe. I, I screwed up there, guys, somewhere. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, that's my take on West Virginia. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm sticking by my statement. I think they're the worst team in the conference this year. There's just nothing I see positive about them. They're not. Do, they're not an awful team by you know Division One standards. I mean, they're not great. Don't get me wrong. But in the Big Twelve, they're definitely the worst team. I think they're gonna get one win, uh, same as Tech, and I think they're just gonna beat Tech. Actually, that's gonna be their one win. They're gonna get beat by KU, a game that many people could be like a fifty-fifty game. They're gonna be pissed off, and then they're gonna go into uh, Texas Tech and get that win. But I'll keep it short and sweet. I think they're the worst team in the conference this year, uh, and they're going to squeeze out a win against Tech. Yeah, I got them going one and eight. I actually think they lose to both KU and Texas Tech, and I think that they steal one at home against TCU. Uh, TCU, I think, for me, is just one of those teams that's always streaky. So I think West Virginia is going to catch them on a catch them on a bad day, uh, going into a bye, and they'll go into a bye happy. But that'll be about the only positive thing that is going to happen for West Virginia this year for me. Yeah, they're going to be burning couches for the wrong reasons in Morgantown this year. I think West Virginia goes 0-9. I agree with Garrett and Logan. I think this is the worst team in the Big 12. I just, there's just been too much transition with that football team, and there's, it just does not seem to be a lot of structure in that football program as well. And I just, I just do not see how they squeak out any games this year. I, I, I even think KU and Tech both get them. This year, I just, I'm just not very high on West Virginia. I think they've got a lot of kinks to work out. But, yeah, I, I have West Virginia 0-9 this year. Dang, no love for the Mountaineers. Guys, I saw a thing earlier today. Somebody has West Virginia tying for fourth place in the Big 12 this year. Uh, I mean, I, I think they're going to surprise you guys a little bit more. I, I, I think they'll definitely beat KU. I think they'll definitely beat Texas Tech. They have a chance to beat TCU. Uh, I haven't made my official because I screwed up, but. I, they, they could win four games. I, honestly, I think you guys are – they got a lot of returners coming I back. I think that's a big stretch. I, 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 four, think, I, I think three match, is a lucky, lucky number for them. With them uh, having the most their travel out. out of all the Big 12 teams too? No. I mean, they, they, they beat K-State last year. I mean, they, they played with Oklahoma State and Baylor. I mean, this, it, the team's not that bad. They lost a couple close games. Uh, but you can say the same thing about KU too, I guess. So, I don't know. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty interesting. Guys, give me real quick your – Big 12 championship game. I got Oklahoma and I have Oklahoma State. Stole the words right out of my mouth, buddy. I got the I got the two Oklahoma teams going at it with OU winning by uh, let's give them a 13 point win for OU. I got Dang Oklahoma, Oklahoma Iowa State <laughs> is who I, is who I've got. Oklahoma Iowa State. Uh I have Iowa State and Baylor with the same record. But Iowa State beats Baylor head-to-head, so they get that, that last spot. And I think Oklahoma wins that game. And I think it's an incredible game, just like the first one will be. I've got Iowa State-Oklahoma. I think the Cyclones, unfortunately, come up a bit short in that game. And I think Spencer Rattler makes his mark for Heisman this year. 
All right, guys, and one last thing before we head out here. Give me your best Big 12 bet for the year. If you're betting on one thing, uh, what's, your, what's your take on the air for a Big 12 squad this year? I, I won't go first, but it sounds like some of you guys might have an idea, so I'll let you guys go ahead and go with it. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and go first. Um, if I was if I was betting one thing in the Big Twelve this year, it would be that Texas does not make it over five hundred by the end of the year. It's a very bold bet, but I I like it. I I just I think that they're going to struggle this year. That's I know that I hate on Texas all the time, but man, I just I don't see much positive things coming for Texas this year. Not much at all. My best bet. If we're gonna play it safe, I think OU has a great season. You know, no, we don't play it safe. Garrett. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> I think OU's gonna win one game. That's my best bet. Oh um, my gosh! If we're going, yeah, a little risky, a little riskier side. Get ready for this one. It's a little homering. K State only losing two games. Yeah, OU and Oklahoma State. Yeah, that, that's a fan if I've ever heard one. Hey, but it's some logic behind it. They're not a bad team. They could pull out some of those games, but that's we're doing some best bets. We'll, we're getting, we'll, we're we'll go, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Go on a limb. I like it. Okay. Yeah. My best bet for the Big 12 season, Matt Campbell will be your Big 12 coach of the year, and Iowa State will make the Big 12 championship game. Like it. I like it. I don't know why. I think uh, I think I'm going to stick with mine. I kind of said earlier, I think Oklahoma's, Oklahoma will lose one of their first three games. I don't know which one, but I think they will either lose against K-State, against Iowa State, or against Texas. I don't see them going 3-0. I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma starts the year 2-1. and one. I think that's my biggest take. Uh, again, it, it's like the conversation we had about Spencer Rattler. Uh, we'll see how good he is when he plays legit Big 12 teams in a conference and you know playing a defense with a different jersey on. Watch them, watch them um, listen to our podcast here, and then give you a shout out in some post like post game interview. <laughs> dude, I guarantee Drops you, six hundred yards and seven he, touchdowns. He, the first day. first play of the year, he's gonna throw a hail mary to Rambo for a touchdown, and he's gonna look at the camera and be like, "That's for you, Hank." So that's exactly what he's gonna do. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be defeated and turn off the TV. Uh, but again, that was our uh, those were our records. I think that was that worked out pretty well. Um, I'm excited for the year, and I'm sure. Maybe as some as the year goes on, this will change. We'll might have some different looks, especially if, after the first two weeks. We'll have a really good idea on who's gonna who's gonna show up this year and who's not. So, this was inside the dome, the Big Twelve edition. I am Hank Bollinger. Alongside me, my good friends Logan Scott, Kate Leiby, and Garrett Cannon. And we will see you guys next time.